Welcome to a special edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Rick Tarrant, sitting in for our friend Byron Tyler, who asked me if I could jump in for just a couple of days and share a few conversations I've been having lately as I recently launched what I called the Affirming Words Podcast. And I've been inviting some friends to come on with me and read from the book of Proverbs and then, you know, talk about navigating this thing we call life and hopefully doing it with uh, a little bit more wisdom than maybe we had when we were younger. If you've ever had to endure hardship, betrayal, grief, and I'm pretty sure that includes you, I hope you'll find some words of encouragement today from my friend, Bill Scott. And let me welcome and introduce you to my friend, Bill Scott. Bill, I've already forgotten how to pronounce the name of your company, Vidar. The Vidar Creative. Did I get it right? Pretty close. Pretty close. I'll give Uh, you... One Vader. thumb up out of two, Vader, yes. Vader, Vader. Okay, and the meaning of Vader? Just to advance. To advance, I like that. Advancement and acceleration are, are two themes that uh, I'm, I'm kind of partial to. I have known Bill for, uh, I think I said in a letter I sent out last night, probably more decades than either of us would really want to admit in public. I think Bill was uh, 12 and I might have been 19. Uh, maybe, maybe. Is that what some, it was? <laughs> something like that, so... <laughs> It was just a minute ago. Um, my background for a couple of decades was uh, producing productions for Christian music radio stations. And back in the 80s, there just weren't that many. And I met Bill at one of those radio stations down in Lakeland, Florida, WCIE. I believe it was an outreach of the Assembly of God Church there. But you're not at a Christian radio station now. Now it's more like you're on like 500 radio stations. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about what you do there at Vidare? Yeah. Or do I or do I dare ask? Uh, you do. No, it's it, instead of just being on uh, Christian radio, uh, I help fund Christian radio. So Vidare is a fundraising company that comes alongside uh, not-for-profit Christian radio stations, and we help them uh, raise their budget for the year. And so it's stations I've worked for. Th- wow, my goodness! Over the last umpteen years, from uh, New Zealand, Australia, the UK. Canada and uh, the U.S. So it's it's really, I love it because I believe in Christian radio and it's a great way to help them uh, further their ministry, thus the name Vidare to advance. To advance. I like that. I like that. Well, uh, before we have further conversation, shall we jump into Proverbs? I want to kind of keep that front and center of what we're doing this month in our affirming wisdom. I've got the uh, New King James. I believe uh, Bill has the message. So, Bill, how about if we just go back and forth, and uh, I'll start with the translation and let you follow up with the paraphrasation, and I'll just read a few verses and then let you take over, and we'll just kind of, we're just playing this by ear, y'all. Proverbs chapter 7, my son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live, and my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister and call understanding your nearest kin, that they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. Dear friend, do what I tell you. Treasure my careful instructions. Do what I say, and you will live well. My teaching is as precious as your eyesight. Guard it. Write it out on the back of your hands. Etch it on the chambers of your heart. Talk to wisdom as to a sister. Treat insight as your companion. They'll be with you to fend off the temptress, that smooth-talking, honey-tongued uh, seductress. 
The heading in the uh, New King James says, The Crafty Harlot. For at the window of my house I looked through my lattice and saw among the simple. I perceived among the youths a young man devoid of understanding, passing along the street near her corner. And he took the path to her house, in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And there a woman met him, with the attire of a harlot and a crafty heart. She was loud and rebellious. Her feet would not stay at home. At times she was outside. At times she was in the open square, lurking at every corner. As I stood at the window of my house, looking out through the shutters, watching the mindless crowd stroll by, I spotted a young man without any sense, arriving at the corner of the street where she lived, then turning up to the path of her house. It was dusk, the evening coming on, the darkness thickening into night. Just then, a woman met him. She had been lying in wait for him, dressed to seduce him, brazen and brash she was, restless and roaming, never at home, walking the streets, loitering in the mall, hanging out at every corner in town. Mm. So she caught him and kissed him. With an impudent face, she said to him, I have peace offerings with me. Today I have paid my vows. So I came out to meet you, diligently to seek your face, and I have found you. I have spread my bed with tapestry, colored coverings of Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him and will come home on the appointed day. She threw her arms around him and kissed him. Hmm. Boldly took his arm and said, I've got all the makings for a feast. Today I made my offerings. My vows are all paid. So now I've come to find you, hoping to catch sight of your face. And here you are. I've spread fresh, clean sheets on my bed. Colorful importing linens. My bed is aromic with spices and exotic fragrances. Come, let's make love all night. Spend the night in ecstatic lovemaking. My husband's not home. He's away on business, and he won't be back for a month. With her enticing speech, she caused him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Immediately, he went after her as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. Till an arrow struck his liver. As a bird hastens to the snare, he did not know. It would cost him his life. Mm. Soon she has him eating out of her hand, bewitched by her honey speech. Before you know it, he's trotting behind her, like a calf led to the butcher shop, like a stag lured into ambush, uh, ambush, and then shot with an arrow, like a bird flying into a net, not knowing that it's flying Life is over. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children. Pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths, for she has cast down many wounded, and all who were slain by her were strong men. Her house is the way to hell, descending to the chambers of death. So, friends, listen to me. Take these words of mine most seriously. Don't fool around with a woman like that. Don't even stroll through her neighborhood. Countless victims come under her spell. She's the death of many a poor man. She runs a halfway house to hell. 
fits you out with a shrouded with a shroud and a coffin. Mm. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks That's be to pretty God. Pretty intense. So yeah, that is pretty intense. And honestly, uh, that, that is this is a subject matter that I'm never comfortable even talking about. And we don't have to. We read the proverb. We can talk about whatever we want. But uh, you and I were both young men once upon a time. How did you navigate as a young man and wisdom uh, these these waters? Because uh, it's. I think it would be rare to find the young man who has not faced temptation in this way. So, just, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think, and not just young men, can I say? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just, uh, I think, anybody, uh, man or woman, if we're not uh, careful with our boundaries, uh, could be sucked into places that uh, we never intended to go. And, you know, the one thing about Satan is he is very patient. And so he waits for that right time. He waits for a time that you're not like at your best, not the strongest, because maybe things are going on in life. And then he brings in some of those temptations. And it it could be this. It could be anything else, because you find people, and when they're in a world of hurt, begin to self-medicate. I think that's a, a natural thing. You're hurting. You want the pain to stop, and you start desperately trying to medicate yourself. And in Proverbs, it would be something like this, uh, but it could be anything else. It could be alcohol or drugs or anything that would become an addiction. And so I think in advance, it's good to have those boundaries, uh, that roadmap. So when the tough times do come, you know where you're not going. And, you know, I think in this Proverbs, it's very uh, clear that this leads to death. Uh, and it may not be death physically, although it could be. It has been for some. Uh, but it could just even be death of a marriage, a relationship, uh, even your emotions and, and who you are as an individual. It could really put a stake through your heart. I know some people have said, oh, well, all that stuff was nailed on the cross. Just kind of ignore it. I, I, as I read the words of uh, presumably Solomon saying, listen, listen to me. Pay attention to me. You don't want to go down this path. It sounds like the voice of somebody who maybe has some experience. I've seen what this can do. To me, it's like uh, that's the importance of the word and why we should spend time there. And in affirming words, we talk about speaking it out loud so that it becomes a, a, a part of you and it gets into your head and into your heart and your mind is renewed in, in the process. Because like you were saying, sometimes we go through some some deep, dark stuff and it would be easy to get off the path if it was not a part of us. So I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm just, I know, and I don't want to go somewhere you don't want to go in this conversation, right? But I do know you've been through some tough stuff. How did you get out of the dark? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's pretty tough when you when you get into a dark place. That's that's really a tough place to get out of. I don't know if you've ever been there or not, but uh, I have, and it's like trying to fight your way out of a wet paper bag. Uh, and I think, you know, there's two things I know that help me, but it would help anybody get out of those situations. Uh, one is being in the Word, because the Word is healing. Uh, the Word restores. It'd almost be like if you had cancer, and yet you're unwilling to go to the doctor and trying to figure out, how do I treat this? Well, it's the same thing. You're wounded, you're hurt. And it's God's word that's going to put you back on that path to recovery because God restores. That's the gospel uh, is restoring us, right? But I think uh, just as powerful is 
having people that you walk life with. Because if you don't have a group of folks, and it doesn't have to be a lot, could be one, could be two, could be three. If you don't have that, um, well, I, I tell a men's group that I do, if you walk alone, you die alone. Because at some point, hardship is going to find you, whether you have done something that was not so smart or um, life just happens. For me, it was last, uh, last May, uh, my wife decided she didn't want to be married. I had no clue. Literally went to lunch, came home. She was gone. I've never sat down and talked to her since. I just was in absolute shock. And, you know, those are one of those times that puts you in a very dark place real quick. But thank the Lord, I had about eight guys that I was doing Bible studies with every Thursday. And, of course, they showed up at the house instantly. Man, they brought me meals. They took me out. They encouraged me. Because I would say the first four months was pretty pretty black, pretty dark. And they just didn't want to see me go someplace that would be dumb, which is very easy to do when you're hurting. You know, people aren't dumb, but when you process something through hurt, it always comes out distorted. And so they knew I was not at a place to make good decisions. And, you know, so having them walk with me, uh, I think just really saved my life. So I stayed on track and didn't go this way or that way and even caused more harm to what was already going on in my life. Mm. And so I've had those men walk with me uh, over the last nine months. And I'm just telling you, um, I told one of them the other day, I said, I don't know where I would be today if it wasn't for the fact that I was walking with good men. Mm. And so I would encourage you to make sure that you have one or two people, three people in your life. Uh, that can come to your aid when when times uh, hit hard. Uh, great example, I have a, an employee. It was the Monday after Thanksgiving, so just a few uh, months ago. I was trying to find her, couldn't find her, and then I found out she found her daughter uh, deceased, who was 26 years old. She'd been trying to find her, got to the apartment, and her daughter was gone. Uh, I have no idea why, uh, but I can tell you it's been a very difficult time. That's something she never saw coming. She didn't do anything wrong. It's just life happens, right? And she's had good people walking alongside her, and it's been very difficult, still very difficult for her. But because she's got good people walking alongside of her, they're holding her up. So the time she collapses, they pull her back up, and they speak into their life. So I think reading the Word is always a big deal. That, that, that is your strength on the inside. And then having good people to walk with you. Uh, when the hard times come, could be the death of a loved one, could just it could be anything. Life is not easy. Uh, I can see the age of most of the people on here, and uh, you have lived a few decades. And so I think everybody would agree there's times that life just absolutely is hard. My guest today on Affirming Words is Bill Scott from Vadare Creative over in the Nashville, Tennessee. I got it right that time, right? You did. You're listening to a special edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Rick Tarrant, in for Byron Tyler. My conversation with Bill Scott continues on the importance of meditating in the Word. You know, I, I think you read it the first time, and it may make sense, but I think rereading it, like you were just talking about, um, really gets it into our spirit. 
because we have to reprogram our mind. And so we're not thinking this, but we're thinking, no, I am forgiven. We're not thinking I'm doomed, but no, there's grace. And But we've got to be able to receive that. And I think sometimes when we read it, it's eye-opening, but I'm not so certain it's made its way into our heart and our brains. And so I think over and over again, and you know, uh, one verse I love, and it's found in the message, found in uh, Psalm 51, 17, is heart-shattered lives, ready for love, don't for a moment escape God's notice. And I had to reread that a number of times because I was at a point where somebody asked how my heart was doing. I said, I don't have one. It's like in a million different pieces. And then you read that, that heart-shattered lives don't for a moment escape God's notice. Okay, so that tells me a couple of different things. One, God notices that I've just been destroyed. But he cares, right? He cares about it. He's crazy about me. And it says, you know, for a moment, not even for a moment, does it escape his notice. Uh, God is very detailed. Why? Because he's crazy about us. And so that just sort of made me feel like, okay, God's got this. Uh, but I have to read that over and over again, especially when the doubts come. It's like, no, God knows what's going on. God's repairing and putting my heart back together piece by piece. And uh, this has not gone uh, like unnoticed by God. He knows exactly what's going on. So I just thought, yeah, what you're saying is just great. And those are the things that change our lives because it gets us to think in a different way. You know, Satan wants to think, uh, get us to think, one, first of all, we're the only ones struggling and that nobody out, out there is having challenges or hurting. Well, I mean, it's totally bogus. But if if you go into hiding or you isolate yourself, like Rick, you said you did many years ago. For way too long. You're only hearing the voice of Satan and it's you're alone, uh, you're an embarrassment, you shouldn't show your face, when really uh, the other side was not that many people were thinking about it, but Satan's a liar, and he's just there to destroy you. He's, he's going to hop on top of the hurt and even make it that much more. And so that's why it's so important to have those people around to go, hey, Rick, really, nobody's thinking much about this. That's truth. And also being in the Word, hearing even if they did, um, you know, God can rebuild. God still restores. He's going to give you the strength, and he's going to bring about uh, true righteousness. And even in the midst of that, reminding you that you need to forgive. And that's hard when you feel like somebody has just totally ripped your guts out uh, for no reason. And, uh, and we need to be reminded the power of forgiveness, not for them, for us. You know, because God talks about if, if we're not willing to forgive— Neither is he. Now, that's, we, don't, we sort of gloss over that. Uh, but I was telling somebody the other day, they had something they really need to forgive. And I said, you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you. You're doing it because God wants to repair your heart. And as you release them, uh, it doesn't mean you trust them. You go into a relationship with again. You're giving up your right to get even. That's basically it. And saying, God, I, I'm just going to trust you to handle this in the way that you see fit. And then you move on with your life. And man, when you can finally do that, you begin to heal. But it all comes back, like you're saying, Rick, being in the Word and making sure people are speaking into your life. One of those uh, people was a gentleman named Chuck Finney. He's a radio consultant in the uh, Christian radio. Came from, you know, top 40 radio, came into Christian radio. And back during those early days of my darkness, he sent me a book. I can't remember the gentleman's name. I think his last name was Kendrick. He's a theologian. 
and he had written a book on forgiveness. And uh, reading reading through that, I remember I had to come to a point I, uh, of forgiving, and then I had to uh, I felt like I had to forgive God because it was like I was in, I was so mad at Him. Why'd you let this happen to me? You know, and then. <laughs> Darn it. Number three, I had to at some point come to a point of forgiving me because I was the one I was really mad at because wow. I was the one that was not using wisdom. I was the one that, you know, that that's the way I was interpreting things. How much more beneficial would it have been if I had gone through this process of speaking this truth over me? You know what I mean? Taking my affirmation and speaking it out loud and looking myself in the mirror until it got deep down and renewed my my mind and my heart. So that, that's let the echoes of the old man die. Take you know, the, Paul talks about putting on Christ, and so we got to take off the old man and put on Christ. And I think for me, it's a daily it's a daily wardrobe change. You know, it, well, it look, is. I mean, every every day is a new day. You know, look, today may be highly successful for you. Tomorrow, uh, you may actually drive your head into a wall because you make a bad decision. But the good news is, God forgives and He restores. And we can get back up and give it another shot. And uh, you're not alone. You're not alone today if you're hurting. You're not alone today if you're struggling with sin. You're not alone. You're just not alone. Everybody is struggling with something. It's just, unfortunately, unless you've got a small group, nobody's talking about it. You know, it's funny. We all go to a hospital, church on Sunday, but we pretend like we're all healthy. Right. You know, almost be like going to the ER and the nurse comes in. What's wrong? Oh, I am. I'm fine, man. I'm I'm feeling good, top of my game. But we're all sitting in the ER. There's got to be a reason. I'm blessed and highly favored. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> and, and, and that may be true, but that doesn't mean that life doesn't suck at times. And I think if we were all honest what we were going through, at least in a small group, we wouldn't feel alone. And there's power. And I used to have a friend of mine, uh, when you bring it out into the light, it's going to be all right. It's just so often we never bring it out into the light for just a few people to see. And uh, so I would just, again, I, I just keep banging the drum. You, you've got to have a few people that you're walking life with so you know you're not alone. I have guys come over on Thursday, and, uh, and it's interesting. It's musicians and radio guys, so it's a very weird group. <laughs> Trust me. You get all those creative <laughs> types together. It's just a very weird group. But you know what I have learned? And there's probably uh, probably about 20 of us that rotate in and out because a lot of these guys are touring. Uh, so we probably have about eight or nine on a Thursday night. Everybody's going through something. And we've now found a safe place where we can all be honest. And, and we're sharing what's going on in our lives. And there's uh, a lot of freedom in that. And there's healing in that when we start talking about what we're facing and we get others that are willing to pray for us. So again, it doesn't have to be a lot of people. I don't get on the radio and share the fact that uh, my wife left me last May. Uh, I have never done that and may never do that. Matter of fact, this is probably the only place I've ever really shared it with just absolute strangers. But the reason I do it, I just don't want you to think that you're alone. Uh, you know, your spouse may not leave you, but there's other things that could still uh, disrupt your life. And you're just not alone. Life is t difficult, but God is good. Every one of us in this Zoom room, you know, we've lived life. We've been through stuff. And I can't wait to get over to uh, to the, let's see, what is, it's B.O.B. Is this the Brothers of Broadcast? Is that? 
Yeah, well, now it's uh, Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Okay, okay. But it could go either way. I went, I went the music <laughs> way for. I think there's more musicians than broadcasters, so I went the music way. Well, I want to get over to Nashville for uh, for one of those Thursday night gatherings, but I also wanted to um, open up the uh, if it, for some conversation with uh, our friends in in the Affirming Words Zoom call. But before I do that, I wanted to uh, end the live stream. And give people an opportunity to find out more about Bill Scott and Vidare. And do you only work with uh, nonprofit radio stations, or do you also work with other not-for-profit ministries? Just not-for-profits uh, overall. We work with Compassion International, which is just really a great child sponsorship program and world concern. And there's just a, a few others. So, yeah, if it's not-for-profit and uh, if it's Christian, we definitely want to advance what they're called to do for the kingdom. So do you sit down and strategize and do, um, yeah. and go over their, their goals and, and mission and, and just figure out a way to, to best uh, attack that? Yeah, we really do, and how to present that to, to people so that they, if they have a vision, at least for what you do, they're jumping on board as well, which I think is so cool. And, uh, and I love watching a lot of these organizations begin to just expand. And uh, as you go back, you just see it begin to grow, and the impact for the kingdom is just phenomenal when it goes to a whole new level. I love that. So, yeah, I'm glad I get to to do that as part of my, my job because I just believe in it anyway. So it's like, this is really awesome. I get to do it for a job. Sounds like you are doing what you were created to do. I think so, yeah. Which is, you know, that whole, uh, we call it the revelation of the kingdom, finding out what your purpose in this world, what were you created for from the foundation of the world, and walk in that. And then whether we make a lot of money or a little money or, you know, it's an exalted position or low, if we're doing what God created for us to do, then right, that's a pretty great place to be. I, well, I totally agree, and I'm just, I'm blessed to be here. How do, how, if somebody wanted uh, to uh, ask for your assistance, how would they find you? Yeah, just Bill at VidareCreative.com. Vidare, V-I-D-A-R-E. Yep, creative.com. So Vidare Creative. Very easy, okay. yeah. And uh, I don't have people that do my email. I'm not like Rick. I don't have management in different layers. It just comes to me. <laughs> you, well, you have me confused with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> somebody. I don't, yeah, nobody's filtering my emails either. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with my friend Bill Scott from my Affirming Words podcast. Thank you, Byron, for again inviting me to step in for you on Mid-South Viewpoint. So for Byron Tyler, I'm Rick Tarrant, and I'll leave you with this. Speak the word, renew your mind, transform your life.